This is CliffCentral.com. Yep. Thursday, the 28th of July, 2016. It's going down out here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. It's been an amazing week. A lot has happened in our lives. But welcome to the new season of the Unplugged and In Charge radio show. My name is Sampiro Petros and we're out here today. We're going to do amazing things. And uh, before we get into a lot of things, I think we need to introduce new people New members to the team of Unplugged and In Charge. New members to the team of the radio show. Ladies and gentlemen, I would like to introduce you to our new content producer. A man that goes by the name of DJ Spokuzi. Sponelo Kuzwayo. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing great, man. How are you doing? Oh, good, man. Welcome to the team, buddy. Thank you so much. How does it feel, bro? Like, I think we're in a new season. We're in a new, a new light. We, we had the Young Leaders Seminar last week, Friday. We did amazing things there. It was exhausting. You've been part of the Unplugged and In Charge team for a couple of months now. How does it feel to be part of the team, bro? Look, it's an amazing experience, hey. Um, I'm enjoying every minute of it. I've learned so much, and uh, um, it's something that I've always wanted to do. Um, I think everything everything came at the right time. Yeah, man. Um, you know, it's been an amazing experience. I mean, as you've mentioned, that we had the Young Leaders Seminar that we we did um, last week, Friday. Yeah. Uh, which was an amazing experience. We had a great time. And even the speakers, I mean, the feedback that we're getting from um, everyone, um, it's really great. So, yeah, I'm having a good time. And it feels good to be on Cliff Central on this show. I'm yeah, right. in charge. Yeah, man. Um, for those that don't know, DJ Spokuzi is a DJ at Moloko, resident DJ at Moloko. Yep. Tell us a bit more about yourself, bro. What What do you do? Like, I know you were at a, another radio station, and just because <laughs> we're on and radio, I think we're gonna name drop, right? And just <laughs> just move on. So tell us a bit about yourself, bro. Let's get to know DJ Spokuzi. Yo, um, look, I'll try and, and expand as much as I can. But look, um, uh, uh, DJ Spokuzi is a guy that uh, tries to break boundaries. Um, I've stretched myself in many facets in terms of the media industry, entertainment industry. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all led me to, to being where I am today, which is on, on Cliff, cliffcentral.com. Yeah. On the Unplugged and In Charge show. Um, as you just mentioned, I was part of, um, a radio station in Pretoria, <laughs> uh, 20 FM. I was, I yeah. had my own show, a uh, business talk show between six and seven. It was between six and a half to seven and it changed. Mm. Uh, I was there for about a good two and a half to three years. Yeah. Um, I also had a magazine. I did a student magazine called Zest Infotainment Magazine mm-hmm. where we were talking about, um, young people's issues. Uh, we were looking for talenting writers, uh, bloggers. Um, it was a magazine basically, uh, put together to inspire the youth. From business to the arts to whatever that young people that are doing. And we also linked it to the show on Sony FM. Mm-hmm. So I took part in that. And I've also been part of the entertainment industry in a sense that um, um, I did start DJing quite a while back. But I was not doing it seriously. Mm. And then I just decided to actually do it on a serious um, note. And then I quickly actually managed to be a resident DJ in, in one of the biggest clubs in, in, in Gauteng, which mm. is Moloko Pretoria. And, so you've um, been hustling, bro. Like it, it just sounds like you're a hustler, bro. Yeah, man, I'm a hustler. You know, I always try to do actually things that are out of the ordinary. Um, even things that are ordinary, I try to make it extraordinary. Um, and again, I mean, um, while doing those things, uh, I managed to get into into business. 
Um, you know, I've got my own company right now. I used to be in a company, a joint venture with someone before, yeah. um, working very closely with the city of Johannesburg and the various other things. Yeah. And then, yeah, now today I have my own company and I'm due to actually start my first project here and now in August. Yes, So you I'm a multitasker and I, as I said, I just try to be unplugged and in charge and I try to inspire the youth. Mm. Yep. Very selective and intentional with your words. I'm trying to be unplugged and in charge. <laughs> so tell me a bit about unplugged and in charge. You know, you joined the, the organization, you joined the, the major team uh, a couple of months ago. And, you know, unplugged and in charge are going places. I mean, we had the Young Leaders Seminar this past weekend. We're going to go into that. And then we want to talk about life after the, the Young Leaders Seminar. So just give us a, some insight on how, how, it's, how it's been to be, how does it feel to be part of unplugged and in charge? And how, is, how has it changed your life, you know? Wow, um, Unplugged and In Charge, it, it's a great, great platform. I mean, I'm, I feel very privileged to be able to be part of the executive, to be part of the guys, the team that are behind everything that yeah. Unplugged and In Charge are doing. Um, I found a lot of inspiration from people actually like you, Simpiwe. Mm. Um, to be to be honest with you, I've, I've always followed the work that you guys have been doing um, over the past few years. Um, you know, um, as much as you guys have been on your own co- personal capacity, doing yeah. your own things and individually, um, I was very close with Lesejo. Yeah. Uh, we've been uh, in communication and, um, you know, um, being part of Unplugged and In Charge and being able to be part of the team, it's been a, a great experience. I mean, all, I mean, being part of, um, the whole planning of, uh, the Young Leaders Seminar. I've, I've got a, an inside eye of what it takes and, 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 and the, and the energy in order to put together a seminar of, yeah. of that magnitude. And we managed to pull it off. I enjoyed every minute. And there was a lot of pressure and, and, and during, during the, 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 the course of putting everything together. But at the same time, you learn so much. And, um, I can say that I've become a better person mm. and I'm actually looking forward to the journey of Unplugged and In Charge in terms of the radio show, um, the seminars that are coming up and especially the campaign of Motivation Million that we are tackling. I mean, another thing, an aspect of myself, I mean, I've always been a person that's, um, you know, that is in front of people. I've done things that has required me to speak in front of people. And I think the Motivation Million campaign, um, it, it kind of puts me, it, it makes me, uh, rediscover those talents mm. and, 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 uh, makes me want to look into uh, uh, do an introspection of yeah. you know how far I've come, and I'm enjoying the fact that we're going out to schools, uh, we're motivating young kids, uh, we're doing something that is good, and it actually makes me very proud to be a South African because as a young person, you need to be able to participate somehow or the other wherever you are to make a difference in in young people's lives. Mm. It doesn't matter; it doesn't have to be your own age group, but it can be from the youngest of the youngest that can be able to. To, to comprehend what you're trying to do mm. to the oldest, to the oldest, like, like what we did in terms of the young ladies seminar, we more targeting the more older, yeah. um, um, adults, young adults that are in varsity, et cetera, going upwards. So I think, you know what, um, uh, to put everything together in summary, what everything that I've just said, um, <clears throat> it's really shaping me to becoming a better person. And, um, it feels good to being able to do and to be part of something that is changing other people's lives for the better. Yeah, man. That's what it's all about, bro. I mean, we're out here trying to do our part and being very intentional and participating in our country. I think the most important thing we need to realize, right, is to be active citizens in our nation. You know, we're young people. We're having fun. We're, we're living our dreams, but at the same time, we're really focused on purpose and being intentional. And, um, thinking back and looking back on the young leader seminar, uh, just a week ago, yes, it feels like a lifetime ago. This week has been crazy after running around like crazy last week. I'm, and now it's, uh, it's all kinds of slow this week. Mm, yep. It's, it's very interesting how life works, man. And, um, I mean, if you weren't at the Young Leaders Seminar, 
I think I'll give you a bit, a bit of a, a, an overview. It was a night full of passion, purpose, and a, a lot of participation. I mean, we had influential people coming into to the University of Pretoria, and we were talking about some serious stuff. So I, I don't want to make you have some FOMO, but all I want to say is that after, after a week and a half of uh, preparation, after uh, not even a week, actually, it was weeks of preparation yep. and stress and getting the right people, getting this people and this person canceling and then saying that they're going to come. Yo, to all, the marketing, the Twitter, the pushing, everything. Hey, bro, it's an exhausting effort, but it was a, a worthwhile effort. So all I can say is this is the response I got. And I think this was... All worthwhile at the end of the Young Leader Seminar. All I heard was... <laughs> you know when you get that, bro, like... <laughs> when you get that kind of support and you get that, that kind of applause and uh, a crowd that's really involved, it's always so humbling because you realize this is bigger than ourselves. So, you know, after the Young Leader Seminar, I told you that this is a new season. It always feels like the, our year ends after the Young Leader Seminar. And then we need to take it to the next level because... Yep. From now until the next seminar, there's a lot of work that needs to be done, a lot of lives that need to be touched. And I think we really need to evolve and grow ourselves. This is including the radio show, you know. Yep. We've done a lot in the last two years and we decided to get you involved on the radio show. And we're going to take it to the next level now. We're going to do amazing things. We're going to we're gonna shift the culture of radio to most, some degree. Most definitely. I mean, the, the listeners must look forward to those um, uh, small, very interesting changes. Um, changes that I'm sure they're going to love. Yeah, man. I mean... If you want to talk to Sport, DJ Sport Kuzio, or, or have uh, some insight on, on how you feel the radio show is all about and where we want to take it, just, just drop us a message. You know how to get hold of us. We're on Twitter. We're on uh, WeChat. We're all over. So just drop us a message and we'll do what needs to be done the most and uh, engage with you. Because this radio show is not about us, but rather you and involving you. And most, more, most importantly as well is to um, also to follow us on our social media platforms like uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at, at Unplugged ZA. Yeah, and man. that's where they can also inbox us, tag us, and whatever they have to say and comment about the show, they can do it right there. Yeah, bro. So, so well, we spoke about the Young Leaders Seminar. Now I need to take it to the next level. We're, we're facing something that's going to be big in our country in the next couple of days. The 3rd of August is coming and there's, uh, there's going to be an interest. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> a very interesting climate that we, we've been discussing over the past few weeks. I mean, yep. we've been driving around just talking about the political climate in our country. True. And the 3rd of August is a lot closer than I actually thought about. So just give me some insight what we're talking about today. Look, today we're going to be looking at um, the whole political uh, right and participation of young people yeah. um, in the discourses of, of, of government in South Africa in order for them to be an agent of change, not just to be on the sidelines and always be uh, throwing negative comments mm. on what is happening in our country, but for them to participate and be part of the, the, the conversations yeah. that make up um, the better South Africa and even to be able to critique, mm. you know, not just to just uh, throw bad comments and whatnot, but for them to be part of everything that is going on. Yeah, and I think this discussion that we're about to have is not just a discussion between me and you, Spo, but rather we want to get your insight as well. Talk mm -hmm. about, Tell us what you feel about the, the local elections that are coming up. You know, there's... Uh, there are three major parties that are really con con competing. Yes. And, you know, I, I just feel like when, when there are other parties and there's a lot of the hate speech and a lot of talk, it gets frustrating. You know, I spoke to Wizza about this last week and I was saying, bro, I don't really know who I'm going to vote for. And it's, it frustrates me because, to put it bluntly, I'm going to say it before we, 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 we talk about this whole uh, political climate and what we should do and where we should play. I just think that politicians are straight out full of shit, bro. 
<laughs> no, on the real, they're full of shit. Like, I don't know what to say about politicians nowadays. And it frustrates me, bro. I don't know. How do you feel about it? Look, um, yes, I would agree with you. But, I mean, it, it, it depends how you look at it. Because, um, you know, there's a whole lot of uh, pros and cons to it. Yeah. Um, they are full of shit at times. Um, but it's very sad when you look at the the inward political uh, strifes that go on within the these these uh, parties. Yeah, and that for me is the ones that that those are the kind of things that actually depress me. And and you know, as I said, I think I didn't mention to you as we were driving through to to the studio that I didn't vote. Yeah, tell us a bit about that because last time last you time. you told me you you'd registered to vote, right? Yes, and then. It was just like on the day of elections, you didn't vote. Yes. It doesn't make sense to me because we had this discussion. <laughs> but just give us some insight on why you registered but didn't vote. Because a lot of the youth are actually going through a dilemma that you're going through and are, are wanting to vote, but they don't know who to vote. But And then at the same time, it's it's a bit of a situation. If you don't vote, how can you be part of the discussions of our country if you're not participating? So tell me, why didn't you vote on that day? Thank you very much. I, I like the fact that you actually mentioned that. Um, I didn't vote because, you know, um, at the time, I think I was doing some research, a political research um, in terms of um, uh, it mainly focusing on economics yeah. of, of the country. And, you know, and as I did this research, I, I began to find information that kind of um, distorted my willingness to, to vote. And that is when at that point, at that, that time, I decided to say, no, I'm not going to vote. And. I say that because the party that I wanted to vote for is the very party that I had depended on and I trusted. And when I found out certain information and certain, um, you know, inf um, sort of, how can I say, I learned something new about it. I said, no, I'm not going to vote. But you know what? In the long run, between then and now to these elections, um, this is when I actually had an introspection on myself. And I said, you know what? <laughs> I'm actually going to put that X to a certain party. You know, Spo, you're very diplomatic. You should actually go into politics, bro. Because you're like, <laughs> I've, I, I wanted to vote for a certain party. But I didn't because... I, I believed in them and they, they disappointed me. Yes. I think the most important thing we need to push with this discussion is the fact that when we come to politics, a lot of people are very diplomatic and we, we don't really cross the line where we can really get down to the real truth. Now, with the purpose of this discussion today is to really dig deep, bro. So don't hold back. We're on radio, bro. We're free to talk. And let's talk about the discussions and the points of the, the topics that people don't really get into. So let's let, tell me this party. Why? Why? What's the name of this party? I know you don't want to talk about it, but talk about it. No, let's talk about this because we're not going to ever get to solve the problems that we're facing if we don't talk that this party did this and they disappointed me in that way. So let's get into it and discuss this wholeheartedly, not holding back. To be to be blatant, it's the ANC. Yeah. Um, I've always been a follower and, 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 and trusted in the ANC and their capability to be able to, to rule the country mm -hmm. and to govern the country. But um, unfortunately, with a lot of events that have taken place in the past, um, inclusive of our our president um, and, you know, various uh, court visitations that he's had, um, a lot of things that have just sort of um, demotivated me yeah. as an individual, as, as a young person in South Africa, you know, uh, trying to make a difference and trying to participate in it for the better. Mm -hmm. You know, it kind of demotivated me in a, in, in a very huge way. And when you look at... Uh, certain stats, you know, obviously we can go into detail in yeah. terms of uh, who's 
what kind of stats and where you get it, get them from. But on, on a general scale, just to get a picture of what's going on in terms of the stats and what has been happening in, in South Africa, especially when you, when you look at the finances, a lot of corruption and fraud that has been, uh, that has been going on. Um, you know, it's such things for me, the sad part of it and the negativity of it that has sort of, you know, made me not trust in them anymore. Yeah. You know, especially with the big one with the, with the Gandla saga. Yo, bro. You know, um, <clears throat> it's such things for me, uh, Simpure, that have actually discouraged me. Mm. I mean, I'm not going to go into deep psychological or philosophical, uh, political discourses about it, but in a general sense, these are the kind of things that I've looked at. And that have sort of uh, demoralized me in order yeah, to, they let to put you down. that X, you know. And I mean, I'm just one example amongst many other yeah. young people out there. But you know what? Um, today, I mean, uh, what the show is all about, uh, Unplugged and In Charge, um, I've taken a step to say, you know what? Uh, let me actually be part of the discussions. Let me be part of the discourse as much as I've been let down before. But, you know, I cannot try to make a difference from the sidelines, but I need to be in the midst of yeah. all the the commotion that is happening and try to 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 be an agent of change. Mm, that's true, bro. So the ANC let you down. I mean, I think it, it it goes it goes a lot more back. Now let's we're speaking about the ANC and in twenty something years of democracy. I mean, we we've seen a lot of change in our country. The ANC has done some stuff, but you wish that they'd done more, right? Most definitely. Yeah. So let's let's go back now. We're going back into apartheid where. We think about it. Um, slavery was uh, over 300 years, right? Yep. Um, apartheid was f- over 52 years, about 52 years. Round about there. Yeah, and we're in 22 years of democracy. Mm-hmm. And when I look at that, bro, I just think that as much as the ANC hasn't, hasn't done the most, they have done something over the past 22 years. And in order to rectify what the injustices of apartheid did, I think it's going to take a lot more than 22 years. So I think the, the problem with us as the youth at the same time is that we want results instantly. We want things to happen now. So I, to some degree, I agree with you, but do you not think that the ANC is trying to do what they can, but at the same time, they're also trying to, to get what's theirs to some degree? Because, <laughs> you know, I think in apartheid, these politicians were getting what's theirs, and to some degree, they were also getting their own, you know? Yeah. And now the politicians that were fighting for us are like, no, you know, I struggled. You know, I got exiled. My family got killed. So I got to get what's mine. Look, Simpio, I must say at the same time, we can say so much that is negative yeah? about the current government. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll be very careful in what I say. Now, <laughs> okay, cool, man. I must say that as much as we, we, we pass very negative comments about our current government, the ANC and whatnot, whatnot, and yeah. all the negative stuff that has happened before and have made the headlines, I must say that as young people in the country, there is so much that our current government has actually created for us yeah. in order to build a better future for ourselves. Yeah. And I would like to turn around and also critique the young people um, of South Africa at the same time. Because yeah. I believe that some of them are actually sitting and hoping for handouts and things to just be placed in their hands. You see, now you're talking about something that frustrates me and this, this culture of entitlement that the youth have. Definitely. And it's a very sad thing because it's, it's not even like a culture. It's our crutches and it's crippling us as the youth. So carry on, bro. Elaborate on entitlement because this is a topic that I really, that really frustrates me. Yes, um, it, it's really sad because, you know, um, um, as I, especially with, with, as you asked me before, what I've done before. Yeah. Um, in terms of uh, the various things that I've been part of, 
Um, I think as I took a step into the entrepreneurial uh, uh, field or, or, or journey, yeah, um, I, and especially working closely with with the the two municipalities, which is the city of Tswane and the city of Johannesburg, I began to attend uh, some some uh, pr- press briefings and certain conferences and workshops and whatnot, and I began to learn as an individual that wow, there's actually so much that as a young person that is at disposal for you to be able to. Create a better future for yourself yeah. You don't have to be an entrepreneur But it can be from careers It can be from bursaries and whatnot And um, I'll be I'll try and, and, and also um, Sort of take, talk about two sides of, of what I'm talking about The negative and, and the positive Yeah. Now what I'm saying is that um, There is so much that that the government has created for young people in order for them to 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 to, to make a, bright, a brighter future for themselves. I mean, one of them is is the NAFSA story, yeah. uh, whereby people can be able to get grants to study in university. There's a whole lot of uh, companies, state-owned entities, at the same time that offer bursaries. There's a whole lot of things, and I think some of the young people don't want to. Um, do research yeah. and find information about all these things, uh, and I think it's a bit of laziness, and yeah. they feel that things need to be done for them. You know, yeah. we can talk a whole lot of a, a whole lot of of it about it, but at the same time, um, you find that uh, local governments that are placed around the country now, um, in in terms of the information being filtered to the young people on the ground. In the grassroots, especially in areas whereby there's less technology, there's less access to internet. Yeah. Uh, I think in certain areas and in a general sense that I'm speaking of, um, not a lot is being done to actually get this information filtered down to the grassroots and the ground level of for the young people to be able to know about these things. So there's a, there's a gap. There's a huge gap. And yep. How do we bridge that gap then? Look, it's all the strategies of government in trying to um, interact with young people. Yeah. Now, I will bring another um, um, organization, which I also feel that is doing very little. It exists, but it only exists by, by just the name, and that is the NYDA. Oh, right. Now it's getting interesting. Yeah. And, and, and I still feel, even today, um, the NYDA, yes, we know the name and it's familiar to the ear, but I feel that the NYDA does not have a lot to show that uh, interacts with young people, and especially I'm talking about the young people that are in impoverished areas. Yeah, you understand. I'm not talking about young people who are closer to the city areas, the urban areas. But I feel that the the NYDA doesn't do much to try and 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 have a communication with young people. They will do certain things just so that they have certain things in their portfolio. Yeah, but I believe that if they had, if they can work in a much more visible and proactive manner. Yeah, um, with the government. As a representative of young people in the government, I believe that if they can be proactive in those kind of areas and things and come up with strategies to, 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 to reach out to the ground level and grassroots of young people, yeah. I think there can be a difference. But at the moment, they need to re- really re- relook at their strategies and how they're doing things. Okay, cool. So you, you mentioned that the ANC disappointed you and uh, to some degree, they've also disappointed me. And you voted for them and I voted for them also in the in the past elections, you know? Yes. But um, tell me now, you told me that you're going to vote for us another specific party. Is it going to be ANC again or is it? Uh, would you like to mention the other name? <laughs> <laughs> because it's very interesting. But now you're going to spoil my, my... Isn't it supposed to be private when you vote? It's, it's your discretion, bro. It's your secret. I'm I'm not the type of guy that holds back on secrets. I'll yes, be honest. Like I don't know who I'm gonna vote for yet, and okay. I I mentioned that fact last week simply because I see the ANC doing what they're doing, and um you know sometimes it might be best to hold on to the devil you know because 
I look at the DA and I'm like, hey, I don't know. I just don't trust these guys. There's something that they're hiding somewhere. I don't know. Just It's just my gut, you know. That's that's how I feel. And then I have the EFF and you see Julius. And, you know, Julius is a very controversial character. Very controversial. To me, Julius is like um, a Donald Trump in South Africa. You know, to some degree because you don't know what he's going to do. And okay, then there's other parties, and I don't know what I'm, what what to say about the other parties. But those are the three main guys, and I'm I, to to on the third of August, I'm gonna go into that ballot uh, that ballot, and I'm gonna like sit there, and I'm gonna be like, okay, well, yo, this is gonna be a tough decision, but um, I'm gonna put an X on one of them. I don't know which one it will be right now, but it's gonna be one of those three. So maybe we should go and discuss the DA. How do you feel about the DA? Because you know. The ANC are doing what they're doing, but the D, all I know about the DA is that they're gonna be putting in jobs. DA for jobs. Vote DA for jobs. How do you feel about that? Um, I feel, I feel that the DA is, is a very good party in terms of keeping the ANC on its toes. Yeah. Um, um, I can say that opposition is healthy competition in terms of the political parties in South Africa. Yeah. And I think the DA is a very healthy competition because they always, Looking for those small things that the ANC is doing wrong, yeah, and they make sure that they expose it out there in the public in order for people to see a negative eye over it. But in, in I won't. For me, the DA, I think um, it's good in that manner. So but it's a good opposition. It's a good opposition. It it creates that competition. You yeah. know, my problem with the DA is that they are all talk and no action. And I'm going to emphasize why I say this. But um, before we get into that, and before we carry on with uh, the DA and all of that. Maybe we should just take a break, reflect, and then move on. You agree with me? Most definitely. Sweet, man. Hey, what's up? I'm Aria Kelman, host of Kelman on Cliff Central and the creative director of cliffcentral.com. So if your work means traveling away from home and you aren't already familiar with the Mercure Hotel Group, you've got to check it out now. Go to mercure.com, that's M-E-R-C-U-R-E.com for all the information you need, the best prices, bespoke packages, accommodation, and conference needs. Mercure have hotels all over the world, and here at home we have Randburg, Midrand, Bedford View, and even Nelspreet. You can check it out at mercure.com, taking care of you wherever you are. This is Cliff. Central.com. So yeah, we're back and uh, we were talking about a lot of stuff, bro. I mean, we mentioned uh, the fact that how the ANC disappointed us. Now we were going into the, the, the fact that the A and the DA actually are uh, a lot of talk and no action. And you know, the purpose of this discussion is not to hate on the political parties, but rather emphasize what our views are on each of the political parties and how we as the youth are going to move forward and how we can play a part and be active citizens in our country. So I think, um, let's carry on with the DA. So I, I told you before that uh, I feel like the DA are a lot of talk and no action. Because what the DA could be doing is that they could be really influencing our community, working in the communities with the greatest needs and helping those communities and being an example for what it means to be a political leader and political leaders in our country. Because if they were, their work was speaking for themselves, instead of speaking about Jacob Zuma, a man that's part of an organization and he isn't the organization, it would be a lot better because then it would make my vote a lot easier. Because like I said, I really feel like politicians are full of shit. Like, I don't know how you feel, bro. Yeah, I think you are making a lot of sense of what he's saying. But I think um, a lot of the views in terms of the the DA, which I conclude from, yeah, is that, you know, you look at the history of our country. You know, you look at its foundations. Yeah, now you're going into deep places, right? You know, and, and you look at its philosophy. I mean, but these are things that young people need to understand. Yeah. Which, again, I feel that... Um, Young people these days, especially reading, I mean, you hear a lot of um, 
people going on about you need to read, you need to read. I feel that some young people these days, they're kind of like not wanting to pay attention of the history because in order to understand what's going to happen in the future, you need to understand what happened in the past. Mm, mm. So, so, so elaborate on us. What happened with, uh, why do you, wh- with the foundation of our history of South Africa? I know the DA played a major role and uh, they were called the Democratic Party and uh, the National Party. Some of those National Party members went into the DA. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as much as we've seen, like, let's be blunt and honest about this. As much as we see a lot of black faces in the front of the DA, there's a lot of white people within the DA that were there in the apartheid regime that are still, like, feeling some type of way with the new South Africa, right? Mm-hmm. So t- elaborate, bro. Elaborate for us. Um, I'm going to elaborate in this way in a sense that... Um you know, there's a tendency that people think of, of, of the DA in that sense, which is why you see a lot of, uh, especially uh, African people in South Africa, black people, they kind of say negative things about it. And this causes a kind of a concern that things will shift and go back and reverse back to how the apartheid days were. So basically people are thinking that if the DA wins, we're going back into apartheid. These, right? are, these are assumptions. I'm yeah. working on assumptions and what I've obviously I've observed around and yeah. whatnot. And again, this also filters down to the young people. And again, you see that um, people, some people want to vote for, for, the, for the DA, but they also think, oh, but, you know, there's, 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 there's a connotation, a slight connotation of, um, you know, the principles of how uh, things operated um, during the apartheid days. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a dicey one. And I think this is how, you know, obviously the general public sees it. No, it's true, bro, because I think of my parents and, uh, you know, my mom was telling me the other day that, yo, she's sick and tired of calls and SMSs from DA. And I know, I don't know about the approach of the DA. Like, if I kept on getting calls and SMSs from a political party that telling, are telling me that this party is doing this nonsense and that party is doing that, you should vote for this party because we are going to solve the problems. I don't know if that would convince me. I think I'd get a lot more irritated. And even if I was going to vote for the DA now, with all their calls and harassing and all of this, it makes you think like, okay, well, these guys are really aggressive. Is being so aggressive the solution? Yeah, it is pretty much. Sometimes being radical, it helps. Yeah. And, you know, the interesting thing, as I said, I think I mentioned it as well earlier on, is the fact that when you look at the stats and how in terms of the the campaigning um, all over the country, from province to province, um, yeah. When you look at the stats and the percentages in terms of how the parties have done. Now, the interesting thing, firstly, is that uh, the top three, which is the EFF, ANC, and the and the DA, yeah, yeah. they are the ones that are co- sort of the ones that are just popping out there at the yeah. top. Yeah. And, you know, um, commentators and pol- pol- political analysts are saying that the smaller parties are slowly falling away because mm. people who actually follow them and are holding the, the names of those parties, uh, they're no longer actually putting trust in them. Yeah. And, and, you know, obviously these top three parties are, are, are beginning to, to be the ones. Yeah. That are the ones at that, at the top. So to some degree, we're shifting to a political system that we see in America where there are only two parties. Now there's only three parties in South Africa. That are prevalent. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. So, you know, it, for me, I'm actually looking forward to see how things turn out uh, going forward into the elections. Yeah, Brad's going to be deep. That's all I know. But, um, you know, I, I just don't see... W- I'm not convinced by the DA. That's that's my view. Maybe you've, you're, you're, you see some other thing. I, I just see the DA did amazing things in, in the Western province. Or we see... Some amazing things. I think there's part of parts of Cape Town and the Western Cape that we don't necessarily see that are still in dire dire situations. So, but, but I'm interested to hear uh, your comment about the EFF. <laughs> All right. So uh, we've spoken about the ANC. We've spoken about the DA. The EFF are like a, a wild card pick. You know, they are 
you don't know what you're going to expect from them. I think the beautiful thing about what's what's been happening with the EFL over the past few weeks is that they're not getting involved in talking about other political parties or they're not following uh, the the direction of other political parties. They're just minding their own business, doing what they do best. And uh, yeah, man, it's to some degree almost interesting to see what they're going to do. Because like I told you earlier... I see the ANC doing what they're doing. I see the DA com- complaining about Jacob Zuma. And the AFF are like, are sitting back and just like, hey, this is going to be interesting. That's what I think they, they, they view the situation as. And I think what, what the EFF are going to do is they're going to be very interesting because they might really take a lot of, uh, power in certain provinces and cities because they are really a radical movement, bro. I mean, they're, they're not even that old. They, they're not over... How old are the EFF? Do you know? I think it's like two years, Max? Two to three years. Two to three years. And they have moved in major ways. They've come in and taken over. I mean, there were parties like COPE that were, that were breakaway parties from the ANC that people thought were going to do amazing things but just died down, bro. Like, But EFF are here and here to stay. So I don't know what to expect from the EFF. It's going to be very interesting. It's... I view the EFF as the official opposition, and that would be a, an interesting official opposition. And if we're viewing this whole voting thing as a, a way to challenge other political parties to step up and um, go into competition and be a, an, an effective competition, I view the EFF as a really interesting competition, bro. Like, if the EFF were to go into power, I'd be a little bit scared. Bit scared but I don't know. I'm my I'm shifting in the direction of the EFF to some degree, you know. Now. I want to actually mention something that is very interesting, an observation that I've actually um, uh, observed about the EFF. Yeah. Now, if you notice, in the Junas Malema days when he was part of the ANC, yeah. especially leading the, the ANC Youth League, it was very vibrant, very active, very vocal and everything. Yeah. And then, obviously, that whole situation happened where Malema was chased out of ANC. <laughs> yeah, and then he broke out and, one, yeah. and then he obviously founded the EFF. Now, if you notice that the, 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 the ANC Youth League you don't hear much about it lately. Bro, I thought they were dead for, to some... Like, I really... I haven't heard anything about the youth league. It's quiet. Now, here's the interesting part of it. Yeah. The interesting part is where, if you observe the EF, EFF, if you notice, a lot of the active members and politicians, especially people who, who actually comment about the party, yeah. they are young people. And if you look at the young people of EFF, they are so much more vibrant than mm. the ANC Youth League members. Bro, like now that I think about it, in universities and all of that, you see and hear a lot more of the EFF. Yep. So they are mobilizing the youth. Most definitely, especially with the FISMAS 4 situation yeah. that happened uh, not so long ago. You find that EFF young people are the ones that actually stood out, mm. you know, and... Not um, just because of the red overalls, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, obviously because of their radicalness. Yeah. But the interesting thing is that there's a principle that this guy called Judas Malema has... Yeah. That set of works for young people in terms of being involved in the change they want to see in terms of um, the country mm-hmm. and standing for what they believe. Yeah, you know. So I, I'd comment, I'd, I'd add a, a positive comment in that in, in that sense. But I mean, um, I think we didn't speak earlier on as well is the fact that um, the EFF. Um, for me, I think some of their founding principles in order to tackle the status quo of the country and especially. Um, Challenging the ANC's yeah. philosophy in running and governing, governing the country is, is a very good one in a mm. sense that, you know, this radical approach, mo- approach to, yeah. the, to it is very, very solid. And I think, as I said, that um, what actually 
acts as a very good dry, drive um, an engine for, for the party is, is people like Floyd Shivambu. Mm. And uh, I forgot the other young guy's name. He's a short guy with dreadlocks. Yeah. Um, but they are very good intellectuals that actually add a, a good view and, and, and information and, 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 and vision into the party. And something and powerful them. that you mentioned earlier was the fact that they're all academics, intellectual yeah. academics, and the way they, the, they speak and approach certain topics is very, comes from a very academic point. Most of definitely, view. yeah. Yeah, so how do you view the value of academics within politics? It's very essential. Yeah? It's very important because there are certain tenets of, of intellectual um, discourse that um, the, 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 the wider public needs to understand. Yeah. Now, the key thing is to be able to filter it down and to be able to present it in a way that the, 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 the general public are able to understand. Yeah. Because it's all good to be intellectual, but if you cannot communicate what the intellectual is saying and, and, and to the, to the ordinary human being down there, it's going to be a problem. But I think it adds a lot to the party because it opens up certain, um, information that people sort of ignore. Yeah. And as I said, that when I look at, when I watch the parliament on TV, in order for me to understand what goes on in parliament, um, people like Floyd Jivambu, they speak a lot of sense. Mm. And it sort of gives, um, it, it opens up the mind of, of an ordinary South African mm. to understand what politics is all about. Yeah. So what I'm sensing is that you're also <laughs> shifting towards the EFF. And uh. It's, it's going to be very interesting. All I can say on the third is that it's going to be a very interesting day. I like sometimes. <laughs> All I can say is that you got to leave it in the hands of God, you know, because I, I honestly believe that whoever leads this country really needs to be very intentional with the way they lead it. And uh, I just pray, bro, that our country move, moves forward. I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing how this and that must fall and how poverty must fall, how injustices must fall, how fees must fall. I think the most important thing we need to realize is that in order for all those things to fall, we must rise. Most definitely, we must rise, and especially to the young people that are that are situated in all corners and, and different places of, of the country. Um, you know, we we always constantly hear that the unemployment rate keeps on dropping down. Yeah, and you know, as as you drive around in, in many townships, especially if you go to Johannesburg, so where to wherever, um, even in Pretoria, when you go to Sochongouve and Mamalodi, yeah. you will see that there are even a very not only amongst young people, grown men with cardboards written, "I am a painter," you yeah. know. Uh, people writing on the board trying to look for jobs. These these are the realities that actually uh, makes you as a young person that opens your eyes and actually tells you that the situation is real. It's a real and one, it's yeah. up to each and every single young person out there to stand up for themselves and begin to understand that they need to do something and to be, as they do something, they need to be part of the agent of change to make yeah. things better in this country. Okay, so tell me now, as the youth, how do we change things? How do we bridge the gap that we're, we're experiencing? Because I know there's a lot of injustices that we're fa- facing. The, they're the privileged, they're the underprivileged, right? And no matter what circumstance we come from, there's always something that we can do. We can't be victims anymore, but rather we need to rise up. And where do you believe it all begins to change? And what do we need to do as the youth? I believe that it changed. The, the, it all begins with the mindset. Yeah. It begins with the mindset. The mindset leads to the personal and, and, and being able to introspect yourself on an honest basis and asking yourself, are you really doing something to, 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 to add value mm. to the future of this country. Yeah. And, and it starts by yourself and where you are. Mm. And to just start with the little things around you, you don't need to do a lot. It's the small things that actually count and that grows into something that is bigger. And I think if we can begin there, uh, the rest will just fall into place. And I think honestly, each person needs to look into themselves and stop always critiquing, but 
you know, being able to self-criticize yourself yeah. and ask yourself, what is it exactly that you are doing? Are you are you adding value or are you just uh, spreading negativity all around, which actually adds to no progression and nothing to, to better the future of this country? So basically you're saying that we need to stop talking and start doing, even if it's serving the, the your brother or sister or helping somebody in the community. Because Most definitely. in essence, that's what leadership is. It's yep. looking beyond yourself and serving the needs of other people. And that's that's the lesson we need to realize here is that being a leader, being a political leader, you're not there for yourself. Leadership isn't about a position or a title or being known as this type of person, but rather serving the needs of the people and being an example to those that are following you. Because leaders are, in essence, not a, not a, a leader is not a, a person that develops followers. It's a person that develops other leaders. And the only way you can develop other leaders is by leading by example. Let your life speak for itself, right? Yes. And speaking about example, I think it's important to also view the the... The predecessors yeah. that have done great things in the country, um, you know, that inspire us to be who we are. I mean, uh, one of them is Nelson Mandela. Yeah. Um, we can look at a whole lot of things, especially even whether it's a young person or a grown up person of, of what they've done. And even to put in a much broader perspective, I think it's important as South Africans, which in many other cases, we fail to actually sort of incorporate what is happening in Africa yeah. that can inspire us and South Africans to do something that is good for our country. Mm. Because I believe there's so much that we can learn from the African continents and what is happening around. Leave the whole wars and whatnot and what what the poverty. Yeah. But in terms of Honestly, some of the giants and people that have done good for their countries in our African countries, uh, there's so much that we can learn from. Yeah, so basically we need to look at, have a bigger vision. It's not just about South Africa, but rather the continent at large. And also at the same time, an organization isn't about an individual. I'm sick and tired of hearing about Jacob Zuma and doing this and that. Jacob Zuma's one man. The ANC is a huge organization. And there are a lot of people that are out there doing amazing things. Now, imagine we're focusing on Jacob Zuma, um, Musi Maimani, and Julius Malema. Those are three individuals in the greater nation at large. They're doing what they believe is the best. And we might not agree with them, you know? And um, it, it's a tough thing, but... We need to stand up and stand up on the inside first and change our mindset. And then from there, I think as the youth, it's time to really mobilize ourselves and get involved and get involved in the relevant conversations. We can't be talking about the turn up and what happened last week, Saturday, but rather let's talk about the future and how we can play a part. Because I think that's where it all starts. We start by changing our minds. Then we need to start talking and seeing where we can add value. And then it's time for action, you know? Most importantly, I just want to reiterate the fact that there is so much, there is so much that is out there yeah. and is at disposal for young people to be part of and in order for them to, 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 to create a brighter future for mm. themselves. It is movements like this, the Unplugged and Inchard movement and shows like these that actually aim to actually speak about uh, such things and to inform young people out there that there's so much that they can actually, in their local government, in their local municipality, yeah. that they can be part of. There are a lot of businessmen actually in all over the country, in, 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 in townships, wherever it is, that are actually doing something in order for young people. These are the type of things that young people need to be aware of. I think something powerful you just raised with this show is that we need to stop being unapologetic with the platform that we're on. We need to start having the discussions that most people can't have, you know, because we've got creative freedom to talk about these things. And, you know, sometimes people might not agree with what we say, but these are our opinions and we're doing our part. If you have an opinion, tell me what your opinion is. And if I don't agree with you, I'm still going to engage with you and talk to you about this because the only way I'll understand your point of view is by talking and listening i think it's more important to listen than actually talk and argue because 
I think Gareth Cliff said something so profound at the Young Leaders Seminar. He's like, he wants to, he prefers to spend more time with people that he doesn't get along with so that he can understand their point of view. And that's something that's so powerful because the only way we will move forward is together. And the only way we will move forward together is when we understand each other's points of view. We, We don't have to agree. We can agree to disagree. But if I understand what you're saying and you understand what I'm saying, we can devise solutions to move forward. Because the most important thing is to move forward, right? Most definitely. Yeah, man. So, I mean, it's been great. It's been amazing. The future of South Africa is bright. And I believe that the new season of Unplugged and In Charge Radio Show is going to be a, a season where we discuss the hard topics, the, the the topics that aren't really discussed. You know, we, we've spoken a lot of, about a lot of cute stuff, but now we need to gotta, we got to take it to the next level. Because if we're going to shape this nation and move forward, we're going to have to have those tough talks and those those discussions that aren't really comfortable. Those discussions that people are going to hate us for. And it's okay if you hate us for it because we need to do what we believe is right, you know. It, we're not here for the opinions of people, but rather to shape our lives and shape this nation and shape this continent in the way that we believe it's supposed to be shaped. Because we believe we're the leaders we've been waiting for. And I believe that you are the leader that you've been waiting for as well in your own life. But you need to realize that you need to unlock yourself from uh, the mediocrity of the times. You aren't a victim anymore. I feel like I'm going into... Uh a young motivational minute I'm getting hyped up You aren't a victim of your circumstances This is the time that you were born for To rise up and be the champion That you were born to raise in this nation South Africa is a beautiful nation Africa is a beautiful continent And this is your hour to rise and shine And make it the continent that it's supposed to be DJ Spokuzi, I know you have some points of view to share Let's bounce off some motivational minutes Yeah man, look To all the young people out there Just stand up don't wait for nothing. Don't wait for nothing. Don't let anything discourage you. Don't wait for another day. Where you are, you're supposed to be. And the situation and things that are happening around you, look around them. Because they are trying to say that you need to do something. And I can say that there is so much that is out there for you at disposal for you to start to make yourself and to create yourself a brighter future. Mm. Listen to us. Follow us on Unplugged and In Charge. We all about you are here to motivate you. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. I know that you're destined for greatness. All I got to say is from that, that the future isn't a place that we're, we're going to go to, but rather a place that we're going to create. And if we want to intentionally create our future, it all starts on the 3rd of August. It doesn't matter which party you vote for in essence, but rather being involved and engaging in the topics that we are facing in our nation. So go out there on the 3rd of August, vote. It's important to vote because that gives you the right to participate in the debates that are needed to have, we need to have in the future. Yes, and remain unplugged and in charge. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been amazing. Thank you, DJ Spokuzi, for joining us and the team. I'm looking forward to hear a lot from you in the coming weeks, you know. <laughs> I know I know you're, you're our producer and everything, but even if you're from the producer's booth, you've got insight to share. We've all got insight to share. And this is, isn't about a couple of individuals. We are a tribe of superstar leaders out here trying to shape our nation. And you all have a part to play. So until next week, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an honor. It's going to be great. The future is an amazing place. One last words from you, DJ Spokuzi. Yeah, basically one last words. I mean, obviously, I just want to reiterate and re-emphasize that the people out there, follow us on social media, on Twitter, at UnpluggedZA, on Instagram, at UnpluggedZA, and also on Facebook, and Unplugged and In Charge. And you can obviously follow us and, and be updated in terms of everything. And also be part of, um, uh, keep updated in terms of our podcast on the cliffcentral.com podcast links. Look at that guy doing what he does most as the producer. You know, it's amazing. But until next week, ladies and gentlemen, it's been an honor. I'll see you next week. My name is Imperial Petros together with... 
DJ Spokuzi. And we're out of here. This is CliffCentral.com.